All right, we're back with another episode of The Podium, and this week's guest is Chris Kiefer with Kiefer Inc. Testing. You guys know Kiefer. Chris, what's up, buddy? Hey, man, how's it going? Sorry, it's my bad. I've been lagging on doing this for a bit, but uh, <laughs> between the wife, the kid, the new gear intros, bike intros, man, I, I'm I'm overwhelmed, but um stoked to be on here and, you know, of course, talk about one of my favorite topics. Hell here. yeah. Yeah, well, we know how busy you are, and... I'm pretty jealous that you got a sneak peek of the uh, the fly stuff. Cause oh yeah. I tried. I had a I had an end last year where I got a catalog like two months early, but they denied me that same right this year, this year. So I'm waiting. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, last year I got a peek as well, and JT was hard to crack this year. But JT, Steve, and I we did um, some special. Um, some special stuff with Fly, um, yeah. so when it comes out in August, a lot of people can uh, listen to it, and we break down each segment of gear, and uh, I talk a little bit about it, and JT has some background on it, so it's pretty cool, so people will be able to download that stuff here in August. Awesome, man. I cannot wait. I'll, I have uh, I have a little bit of money set to the side, waiting for that 19 stuff to hit, so... Oh, dude, wait till you see it. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to give it away, but yep. uh, yeah, I, it's back. It's back. I love it. I'm in. I'm all in. Awesome. Cannot wait. Well, tonight's uh, podium with you is going to be your top three favorite gear of all time. So let's start with number okay. three, man. Tell me what you got. Well, number three, this is a tough su- tough subject for me because I like a lot of gear, and I wasn't that big of like a, a gear connoisseur when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I look back on it, I look back on some photos of me when I was like my kid's age and my teenage years, I had, you know, for what money we had, I had some pretty good gear combos. So when I look back on it, my favorite sets of gear, number three, I'm going to break it down for number three. So number three, it wasn't that long ago, and we talked about Fly a little bit. In 2016, Fly had solid, light hydrogen colors. They had all white. They had all blue. They had all red. Mm -hmm. They had another um, solid color, the LE edition. And I love, I'm getting a little older now, so I love solid colors, simple, um, some that are bright, but just some that just go all together from the jersey to the pants to the glove. And so 2016, Fly Light Hydrogen, still some of my favorite gear. And I still have some new sets in my cabinets in my garage. Oh, that's cool. And I'm really, really trying not to break out, but I might break out again. So, um might hit that up again this year for maybe 2019, bring nostalgia back. There you go. Um, two, number two is tough. So when you asked me this question, two things popped in my head real fast. So I had to decipher on which one I would want for number two. But, of course, as you know, and I don't know the exact year, Bradshaw, Axo Gear, Series 135, or even Series 95 gear yeah, was yeah. awesome. I love that stuff. Like, um they had all different kinds of bright colors, and they had the jerseys were a little bit baggier back then. But man, the colorways were bitching and having Bradshaw and that stuff on that Yamaha looks so sick, you know. Absolutely, I was an Axo guy back in the day. Were you Axo head to toe, or were you like Cinesolo and Axo? No, I was Axo head to toe. Um, I wore Fox for a little while, but then I was Axo boots, Axo everything, yeah, head to toe. You know, it's funny that we say that. You knew Trait the Asher because you kind of were out here in Barstow, right? At, yes, at one yes. Point. he's the one that kind of got me into motocross. Yeah. All right. That kind of kind of makes me think about Tracy because Tracy had Axo gear and he had the Axo helmet. He was more of a thicker dude back then. So, uh, yeah. That was 
of Tracy as well in that Axo gear. We used to race the CRC races a lot together, and yep. that was. Uh, yep, that was the, um, that was the series he was doing a lot when I was I was I was out there. I guess it would have been ninety and ninety one was probably the only two years I was really there until we moved yep. to Texas. But yeah, that's that's what he was racing a bunch back then. Yeah, that's when we battled a lot too. Nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. I was on Suzuki. On Suzuki's, I think we we're one twenty five novices, and every time we went to LACR, that dude was there, and I was like, shit, I got to battle this dude again yeah. today. That's so. pretty funny. We were probably at LACR or Sunrise at some point to get at the same time, and just didn't even know it. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we talked about what Tracy Monterone and yep. all those crazy jumps. Did. Yeah, that big double, yeah. dude. I remember standing out in front under that thing, just watching him jump literally over the top of me. Yeah, I saw a picture of that not too long ago in a Yamaha dealership. I was like, hey, how do you know this guy? And uh, I talked to the dude, and I'm like, he's like, oh, that's my kid. Oh, wow. I'm like, no. So I met old, old Monterone Pops, yeah. So, uh, that's cool. I thought that, was, thought that was cool. Small so, world. So back, to the, back to the gear stuff. Yep. Number one speed, and, and I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but for some reason I had a hard-on for this thing. Fast Boys 4 gear was my shit. Like, I wanted to be Jeff Emig. <laughs> I wanted Fast Boys Thor gear. Every time he had those Thor bright yellow prints with the with the black pants and the and the Yamaha dude, I was I, I was sold. I was all in. So I sent my resumes, of course, back then. <laughs> I went and got Dirt Bike Magazine, Dirt Rider, Motocross Action, and copied every single address that was in these magazines. And sent my resumes. Handwritten resumes. Hey, hello, I'm Chris Kiefer. I'm 25 novice. I've won two trophies this year. And all this, all this stuff. And I would send my resumes. And send this off. And I would wait by the mailbox, literally. Every day, I was like, all right, I see a letter. And I got a letter one day, and I went to the mailbox. And it had a Thor um, heading on it. And I was like, yes. And it was thick. That's so awesome. you knew... If it was sick, you might have got something, right? Yeah. But then yeah. you're like, oh, rejection letters, you ain't good shit. Dude, the store packet was like a catalog, a flyer, and the resume says you got 50% off Fast Boys Forger. <laughs> I was, I told my dad, look, I will do weed, I will sweep the garage, I'll do whatever, I'll wash the truck. So I did a whole front yard weed. I washed his truck, I think, for a month. And he bought me two sets of Thor Fast Boys gear, and I wore the shit out of that stuff, and I loved it. I thought I looked the best, and I had Alpine Stars. I think back then it was Tech 7, and I uh, had a showy helmet with the Troy Lee visor, the wow. Aero 2 visor. Yep. Yep, and a Scott pair of Scott 87 Series goggles. Dude, that was me. That's my favorite setup of all time. That's what I remember of, like, me really sparking my interest about gear and uh so fast boy store was my shit back in the day that's rad man and you know it's it, you, you tell that story it makes me realize kids like aiden will never know the joy of waiting literally five or six weeks to to get a response you know or just waiting to see if somebody's oh. going to respond or waiting for something to come in the mail that might take weeks Everything no, they don't know nothing about that stuff. Like they don't know about cycle news getting there on Tuesdays. They don't <laughs> yeah. know about handwriting resumes, copies, addresses. And then what really blew your mind is when you found out that you really wanted to send your resume into and you didn't have the, uh, they didn't put the address, they put like a phone number. Right. You know, so 
of calling the number and say, hey, can I get your address? And they'd be like, well, what do you need the address for? And you're like, well, I'm going to send my resume. And they're like, well, resumes aren't open until this day or this day. And I'm like, God, can I just get your address, please? Yeah, right. So I want to handwrite all these things, send them off, you know, and then patiently watch the impatiently wait by the mailbox. And I do what time my mail carrier came every single day. So if I was on vacation from school, I would go out and ride my bicycle around, make some tracks, wash my bike that didn't need to be washed. It was already clean, but I'd post everything for you the shit out of it again because so I was so excited, right? Yeah. So then the mail came, and I would go there, and, man, I still have some of the resumes my wife kept because I had them uh, when I first met her. So um, some of these letters that I got back, I still have them. So that's pretty cool. And I show 80% of the time. He, he doesn't grasp it. But, right. Man, that, that was a... It was a simpler time back then, and and a little bit more of a difficult time. But uh, man, it, it was it was a great time. That's really one of my fondest memories is just doing all that stuff, putting a lot of work in that kids nowadays don't see. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I thought it was so cool that Tracy had sponsorships. Tracy Asher, you know, I was like, oh, man, you're like a pro. You know, that's what I thought. You know, I had no idea. It, yeah. And yeah, well, he had uh, uh, at times he was with SCR Suzuki Country Racing. Uh, it was DSR, was, Desert Suzuki Racing. DSR, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, his, his dad owned that. They were in, yeah, DSR. Because didn't his dad own that? Yeah, that's that's his dad owned that shop, and he also worked on the Army base, Fort Irwin. He did something. Yeah, that's after, right. Yeah, and my mom worked for him. That's kind of how we met. And my dad bought me a '89 RM125, and then he bought himself an '89. RM two what was the it was the desert model like the RMX or something like well, that RMX yeah RMX yeah R- RMX two fifty and yep. we that's we went out to Sunrise and that was the first time we ever raced and then LACR I think I'm out of access but did you ever race the Barstow Grand Prix before I did I think I posted a yep. picture the first I posted a picture of me doing that and I think you tagged it like you you put on there hey Tracy Asher and I was like no that's actually me I just had the DSR logo on the front of my bike. Oh, that's so cool, yeah, man. I was yeah, in Barstow the... Grand Prix, highlight of my, my youth as well. Adelaide Grand Prix and Barstow Grand Prix, man. Like, that yeah. was my Anaheim one. Like, those, <laughs> those were places, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm training. I'm going to go run a mile today. I'll be back. You know, I'm I'm really getting ready for this Grand right. Prix. Jeez, I just showed up, and we, my dad and I did the team race. I think it was, like, a 52-mile loop or something like that. And we, you know, each did, I did a lap, he did a lap, I did a lap, he did a lap. And yeah, I was in the uh, I was wearing the O'Neill gear, pink pink leg on one side, blue on the other, and then reverse on the back. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I was in. I thought the pink O'Neill was good too back then, man. O'Neill was cool because Jim Hawley of Dubok and all those guys. Oh yeah, it looked good. Dubok still wears O'Neill boots. Do you know that? Oh, I know. Yeah, he's he's O'Neill for life, man. I think I bust his balls every time I see him. I go, I can't believe we're still wearing these things, like. They're O'Neill boots. What are you doing, Doug? Like, you're old. You have some protection. He's like, ah, I know. I'm like, dude, come on. Jesus. That's that's old school, man. But, yeah, that's what I wore O'Neill boots back in the 90s also. I I thought O'Neill was the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. A funny story about Boston, I'm pretty not to get off the subject, but you remember how they had those uh, big one fire hoses that ran across the parking lot because, you know, the part of the course was in the parking lot of the college? Yep. Um. I was like 125, and I was saying, you know, it's a kid. And I was shaking my hands up. So I took my hands off the handlebars. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. And then I let right, off and kind of, you know, shook my hands up. Well, I went across that fire hose with no hands on the handlebars, and it fucking gave me the biggest head shake 
ever is just like, <laughs> like lock to lock. I thought I was going to die doing about 50 down the parking lot, but it straightened out. And I was like, holy shit, I can't let it just not just die right here. So from this day forward, when I see a fire hose, I freak out. I'm like, oh, man, I'm flashback. That's too uh, funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. The things that you remember, man. God, I, I miss... I miss that area, dude. I told you when I was out there. I, I love it out there. I love the desert, and I miss it. Dude, I'm telling you right now, people go, why the hell do you live up there, Kiefer? It's a shithole. There's sketchers all over the place. For me, man, it, it all goes back to what I do for a living. Yep. I, I ride dirt bikes, right? And for me, I ride right from my shop, my garage, to where I test. Or if I have uh, to go somewhere, I'm five, six tracks within an hour of me. Um, and... The beauty part about it is, is I don't have to drive three hours to go to work every day. I can just go right from my garage, do what I need to do, record my podcast, you know, type my article. I can look out. I can feel like I'm out in the open spaces, you know, real quick. I can go mountain biking. I'm not a big fan of the city life. I don't right. want to be cluttered in. Um, so I love the desert. I was born and raised here. Um, I ride dirt bikes, so that's what my family did. We shot clay pigeons, and we rode dirt bikes, and that's what we did. So um, I think having Aiden, you know, he's 12, and he kind of sees the benefit of him and I riding the altars from the house. We go mess around. And a lot of that stuff we couldn't do if we lived down the hill, what we call, you know, Corona and all that. So, oh, absolutely. Um, and the price of uh, housing is a lot cheaper. So uh, and there's, just, there's just advantages. Just some of the people are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you you got your your family there and your your close friends, you know. I mean, I know Gary moved away and whatnot, but you still got a you got a pretty sweet little setup out there for doing what you do for a living. I think it's awesome. I wish I was there. Yeah, man, it's it's a fun time. So yeah, next time you're down here, we'll have to get you to stay a couple of days. We'll go rent from the house and kind of give you a little taste of what it's all about. Every time I get people to come to the house, which is a tough job, trust me, because they they say, "Oh, it's very I ain't coming up," but when they do. Get a little snippet, and they're like, "Okay, now I can see where Rivia is." So yeah, it's really cool, man. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, I'll be out there for the Vet Nationals again this year. Maybe I'll be able to bring my own bike and spend a little more time. So yeah, there you go. Well, I'll be doing that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna train with DZ so I can win that sunfish this year. There you go. Heck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, last year you were going to do a race with. Uh, damn it. Um, you were going to do some little race up north or something. Yeah, I think I had to go. What did I do? I forgot now. I had to go to something. I remember you coming and I couldn't make it. Yeah, you were going to some race. I can't remember now. Yeah. But anyway. Who knows? What did you I just gave me show the time because I won Mammoth. I go, whatever. You're lucky I didn't show up. Oh, man. I love you guys. Busting balls is the best. Gary's one Man, he can really the point. He knows how to press my butt. So that's, that's yeah, fun. I know he does. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You know, it seems like Christy has a pretty good hold on his, so she can bust his balls pretty good. But yeah, his, his balls are in a purse for sure. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. right on. He's, he's, he's a cool guy to make you like He's not part of the high dance crew. I, I kicked him out. So. <laughs> well, Chris, man, I really appreciate you giving me some time tonight. And, um, man, this was this was a lot of fun. I always enjoy talking to you. And yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling me. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you uh, on the Pulp Show, right? You're yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I call. You know, I'm a nerd. I call in every week. So, <laughs> so 
So, and, and we, I think we're going to talk. Like, we like it. It's cool. It's nice having regulars on the show. Right. Oh, yeah. You're going to be in studio this week, right? Yeah, I'm going to be up there Monday. So, we cool. got uh, the Cookies Pretty Fast next weekend. So, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Yeah, and I think we're going to get Aiden on our show hopefully Tuesday night. So, that'll be awesome. Yeah. He's all stoked about his 85, so I'm sure he has a lot to talk about. Can't wait, man. Chris, thank you so much. You have a good weekend, and uh, tell the family I said hi. All right, man. See you guys. All right, bud. Thanks. See you.